This report is brought to you by Amazon. As students head back to school, there are a number of supplies and preparations underway. But while the lists may have grown, the time and money spent shopping doesn't have to. Customers can spend less and smile more when they shop Amazon for everything they need to get back to school. A one-stop shop offering the widest selection and lowest prices. And did you know? Amazon offers a discounted Prime membership option for qualifying government assistance recipients for just $5.99 per month. That's 50% off. In addition to Amazon's everyday low prices, Prime members enjoy unlimited fast, free delivery, access to exclusive savings, thousands of movies and TV shows with Prime Video, more than 2 million songs ad-free with Amazon Music, and access to more than 1,000 books and magazines with Prime Reading, something that can come in handy as those reading lists ramp up. To learn more or start your 30-day free trial, visit Amazon.com slash Prime Discount. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. It is the 28th of August, 2025. If you want to call in, you can call us at 855 Law Radio. 855-529-7234. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Denise Dirks, uh, Todd Kunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. Uh, this is our four and a half years worth of wonderful radio law talk. We try to make it exciting and entertaining uh, and maybe informative at times. But you know what? This is just uh, – we have a good time and we're – we're so thankful for you following uh, us uh, either online, uh, some people listen to us live at radiolawtalk.com, or through the radio of your local uh, station. Remember, tell your local stations, put us put us on. You know, we're, we're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. And Vermont is not listening, but let's make sure we get in Vermont because we talked about Vermont in this past hour. We're going to talk about some interesting things. Uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, uh, wrongful death uh, lawsuits by uh, workers of a state prison. And then we're going to get into some uh, other interesting uh, issues with ABC News, the Scott Peterson trial. Uh, and everyone's like, what? Wasn't that from a long time ago? Yeah, we're going to tell you what's the latest on that. And the Prop 22, and I know this has nothing to do with They're like, wait a minute, this is California. Most of our listeners are outside of California, by the way. But this applies because very important for Lyft and Uber are they going to leave California? I'm not saying they will or won't, but uh, there's some new Supreme Court. I'm not not I'm not Supreme Court, but new court rulings on Proposition 22, which basically says that these Lyft drivers and Uber drivers and any type of driver that's like uh, you know Uber Eats or or that that deliver food, whether they're independent contractors or not, the gig economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they call it gig, but I'm you know yeah. I, I, to me when I heard gig workers, I, I have no idea what that meant. So that's why I brought it up there. And then if we have time, we probably don't. But if we do, we're going to talk about cameras in the courtroom. Should there be cameras in the courtroom? And some interesting things to talk about with cameras in the courtroom. And uh, actually, you know, kind of even starts back, I always say, with O.J. Simpson. I'm going to say it was the very first, even though they've had it before, real big story where people became famous because cameras were in the courtroom. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember the William Kennedy Smith trial from the nineties? Yes. yes, yes. And that was the first one I remember because when the when the 
alleged victim testified, they had this uh, – they, they blurred out the face. And it wasn't a mosaic. They literally just had this, like, circle around the face where you couldn't see the individual that was there. And, the, you know, the big question was, were they going to sell ad space for that? Because are they – you know, what are they going to do here? This was back McDonald's, in the 90s. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first time that I had seen that. But that case, by the way, was uh, – that case was what really was the one that said, "Yep, I think I might want to go to law school. I think I, I think I want to be a lawyer." It was that so? Case. When was the O.J. Simpson case? O.J. Simpson was it, it, it occurred in '94. the The incident occurred in '94. I know the verdict came out in September of '95 because I was in law school. They stopped the class, wheeled in a television set, and we nice. watched it. Yeah, that's so, what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, I remember the Kennedy one, but that wasn't the 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 fan the fair what fanfare. I'm going to call it fanfare. Yeah. Was not nearly as big as the OJ trial. That had to be the, what do they call it, the trial of the century? or the With the dream team. Yeah. Uh, and they call it the dream team because it was so shortly after when the U.S. sent all of their great basketball players to the 92 Olympics. Right. So they had the dream team of lawyers for OJ Simpson a couple years later for this case. If, it, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. And yet, right. the, and yet right. the glove fit. It's so ironic to me. Yeah. It did fit. I thought it fit I, well. I don't understand the It was the wet problem. with blood. Of course it shrunk yeah. a little bit. Well, that, <laughs> what does that tell you? It tells you about uh, an individual that definitely needs to practice that before <laughs> and see, okay, d- d- here's the rule. Don't ask a question unless you know the answer. That's, That's what right. they say to lawyers. Yep. Don't do something you don't know what's going to happen because uh, I think it was just like, okay, let's do this. And, and that, that ruined it. I have to say something because it just came to mind. Do you know that Sirhan Sirhan got probation or is getting got parole last night? And, yeah. and six, Wait a six, six of JFK's kids said no. They're very upset, but two testified in favor of Sirhan Sirhan. So two, I know he's coming yeah, up for it. He's coming up for it, but did they already it's say done. yes? Yep, done. He's out? And it, well, for, he's not out yet, but he's getting paroled. And then for those of you who don't, Sirhan Sirhan was the one who killed RFK. Who would sound guilty. And so what happens is there's a brief little period while it settles, and then it goes to the governor's office. And it'll be interesting to see in the midst of a recall whether Governor Newsom decides it would be politically expedient to release the guy who killed Kennedy. Because it's going to be political. You know it is. I'm sorry. I hate it, but it's going to be political. Wow, that happened. What year did that happen? The Kennedy was uh, Robert. Was that 68? Boy, he served a long time. No, it was – I lived in Medford at the time, and I saw him the week before – it, it, Sir I Han, think, Sir Han, yes, yeah, it's, like, it's it's just a very late sixties, but I think it might even wow. be seventy. So let's say seventy. That's there. still how many? Seventy, eighty, ninety, two thousand. That's fifty years he yes. was in prison because he was young at the time. Yes. Wow, letting him out. Interesting, Cal. That's going to be interesting. I, I look. I'd be very careful. I mean, look. That's that's a danger to him too. Getting out it's of the danger system. to him. It's a danger politically to the governor. It's Society. a danger to pretty much anybody. When was and, it? and it was 1968. 68. Yeah. So that's but what that's I said. 50 you some on, that's 50 years, round numbers. Wow. No, not 50. 50 53 years 53 to be. To be years. There's a reason I know that specifically. It was the year I was born. Right. There right. Yes. Oh, good grief. 53 <laughs> years. That's the connection to Sirhan Sirhan. <laughs> and he's getting out of jail, man. What do you do? I don't know. You're the one that said you saw him. Well, what's he no, going to do? Sirhan. I is, saw is, a Robert Kennedy. I know, but you weren't clear is, on is that. Is he going to so go get oh, a job like it. working at a hotel or a convenience store or a grocery store or something? Right. What's the guy going to do? What do you do? And does he have family or friends? You know, I don't know. You know, who knows? I, know. I remember seeing the pictures. I mean, he was pretty young at the time. Was I don't remember. Was there a reason why? Did he say why he shot and killed him? No. Nope. Ever no? He just no. no. He just found. Just did it. 
Wow. And uh, he was a loner. There's, there are people who say that he was selected to do the job by some you know, dark conspiracy because he was a loner, didn't have any family. There was nothing connecting him to anything. So that was one of the reasons that, uh, you know. That, yeah, you know, but, but think about it. Okay, what, do you, yeah. what do you do if you've been in prison for 50-some-odd years? Right. That's all you know, 53 years, and, and you get out. Um, do you like go? I've always wanted to see Yellowstone or Yosemite. What do you do? I, I, <laughs> Good point. I, I'll tell you. This is what I think he'll do. He's going to get out, and, and there are these things that they didn't have when he was convicted and put in prison. These sites called Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and he will start accounts, and people will flock to it just wondering, and he'll mass this huge following and start making money as a social influence. But remember – he also has not seen a personal computer or a cell phone well, or well, the very jail, tools by I'm, which I'm, you access I'm those. certain you've seen those things. A cell in, phone in prison? In prison. Well, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. They're not supposed to. <laughs> They're not supposed to, but probably he has. Interesting. Yeah. So just to just that just happened today or yesterday? Last night. Last night. Last night. Yeah, wow. and the, and it's really, really stunning to me. Stunning. I was stunned by me too. It. I, I I couldn't believe it. So how it. old would he be about? He's in his eighties, you think? Because he probably he looked like he was in his twenties. Someone's Cal, Cal's jumping on his. Uh, I know he's not fifty three. Yeah, <laughs> I bet she's in his because he was in his twenties. I think at the time. Um, he's got to be close to eighty, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Seventy seven. Seventy seven. So he could technically, if he's healthy, live another twenty years. He yep. could be in his nineties. He could live to his nineties. Wow. When we come back, we're going to do a case or no case, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the San Quentin case. Um, I've got a few takes on that. Uh, And then we're going to get into Scott Peterson, ABC News. A lot coming up, and the most important thing, what? You know who's getting hammered for the release of Sirhan Sirhan right now is the L.A. County prosecutor because he opted not to make any plea to try to keep him incarcerated. Didn't even show up. Apparently, he no longer represents the people. Which is pretty interesting. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned. There's more Radio Law Talk straight ahead right here. Fred, Todd, and Denise will be right back with more Radio Law Talk after we take this break. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. 
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB-accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA-approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. HealthWarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's it. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. How did that happen? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. So, Hour 3, it's the most important thing that people sit and listen for three hours. And that's for Case or No Case, Cal. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, here we go. To Sacramento, California, the Bibba family ran a fine Italian restaurant. And you know how the restaurant business is. Employees come, employees go, and without too much fanfare. But the Bibba family says a former employee stole their recipes, stole their trade secrets, and is copying the restaurant's menu. After Bibba closed last year, a bartender there opened a new restaurant in East Sacramento called Bibba 
and eventually changed its name to Matone Ristorante. He wanted to name it after the iconic chef Biba Chagiano, who died in 2019. So he ended up calling it the Matoni. He wanted to name it after her, like we said, and the family said no. And they said the new place better be distinct and different from ours, and it was not. So they went to a lawyer, and they said, this guy not only took my Nana's name, they, and here's the outrage, Fred Penny, they took our lasagna recipe. Uh-oh. That's right. So they said, do we have a case or no case? They said they misappropriated our name. They created a false designation by association, yada, yada, yada. So the question is, case or no case? Whose turn is it? Denise? Yes. Okay. What say you about the matter of the Ristorante Sacramento? The Beba? Is that the actual name? You know, you can change names, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I may. (laughs) And I am going to say that, you know, part of me thinks that you have to think like Cal and all of the cases today were no cases. This may be an exception or this may be the pattern. Hmm. But you said something to me that makes me believe it's a case because you actually said a valid legal theory. Misappropriation of name and well, trade that, secrets. That's what they said to their lawyer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I am going to say that this is a case and I think it involves... The one that had the race, you know, the, that used to do the race every year, that Eppies, restaurant, Epi's Big rep Race, uh, could mm-hmm. be that family. I mean, it could be based on that family or something similar. So I'm going to say it's a case, um, and it has not been uh, completed yet. It's still, like, in process. Fair enough. Mr. Penny, what say you about the matter of the Bibi Bibba and the lasagna recipe, not to mention the ver- uh, lasagna verde of bolognese. Um, all I got to say is the Epis, by the way, Epis was at one time in the 60s was huge. I mean, they were like the Denny's of, I mean, there weren't that many of them, but there was a few of them in the Northern California area. It's just funny if you don't stay on top of things. I know the, the, the original owners gotten up there in years, but uh, it's sad because there's a famous Epis race that, that they would do for charity. Um, anyway, uh, look, here's the situation. I, I was... I'm, I wasn't involved as a lawyer, but I know the lawyers involved in two restaurants. They're Mexican restaurants, and actually there's, they're well-known now, and they're very popular, where it was the owners and the chefs that got in a disagreement, and the chefs went off and started their own, um, and uh, they be, be, were competing restaurants, and they sued each other because they were using the same recipes. Very difficult in general, I'm talking in general, to sue someone saying you're using my food recipe because food recipes are difficult to say that, that you have the rights to them, right? Now, you can change, okay, we use a, a tablespoon and a half of salt instead of a tablespoon, right? So uh, those are difficult cases to win. Um, I, I truly believe that this is a scenario, but it is not a case. All right. Well, you're entitled to your opinion, Mr. Cunin. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Mr. Cunin, nice. That's the whole point. Mr. Cunin, what say you? You know, Cal, you live very dangerously. Thank you. Extremely dangerously. I do. And you're I right. say that because, well, I just got to ask, 
Was the movie Coming to America played at all in your locale up where you, in your neck of the woods? Is that the Eddie that? Murphy He's, movie? Oh, oh, he feigns. Oh, is that the Eddie Murphy movie? I have no idea. I've never heard of the, it. The, sub, <laughs> the subplot of which was the guy operating a restaurant called McDougal's that looks suspiciously like McDonald's, down to the point that he actually had the McDonald's handbook hidden away in his desk, hmm. and he did that whole thing. Yeah, I think, never heard of it. I think that you took this from Coming to America. They were sued, by the way. Um, for misappropriation of the movie title and story, but they prevailed. So I say you live dangerously by treading there, but this is not a case. I think you lifted it from coming to America. You think so? I do. I do. Well, that's fascinating to me. I love listening to the way all of you <laughs> I love it too. sit there and think this over and ruminate and talk about the old uh, the old restaurants and the McDougals. And I just uh-huh. I just think that's great. Now, who said this is a case? That would be Denise. Uh-oh. Well, Denise. Congratulations. Oh, Denise, you nailed it. Not only is it a case you were correct in the fact that it's still being adjudicated wow. in the courts. That's a two-pointer for Denise. What's the name of the restaurant, really? I that's, mean, that's the actual name. Wow. That it's called Bibby's? Bibba. Bibba. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Bibba Restaurant in Sacramento, California. Quite huh? a story, yeah. So it's pretty wow, interesting Denise. stuff. And you're right, Fred. The, the, the uh, reply to the lawsuit was... Well, how can you tell, Your Honor? I mean, chicken cacciatore is chicken cacciatore. Right, you know, right. how do you tell, right? All right, <laughs> so take us but out. But they Cal. sold Cal, Cal Cal Waters. <laughs> he gives Denise credit because she got both the uh, fact it was a case and it's still pending. And then he goes to Fred, and you're right, Fred. And then looks at me, Todd, you're just an idiot. <laughs> no, I never said oh, idiot never crossed okay, my boys mind. And girls. We'll be right See back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or 
a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at PennyAndAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9282. I'm done. I'm out here. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. You've been living hell to me. You've blistered me since 1963. I've seen them come and go and I've seen them die. And long ago I stopped asking why. Johnny Cash, what a legend, and uh, was the type of individual that would go sing at uh, state prisons, Folsom State Prison and... I don't know if he's ever been to San Quentin, but he sings about San this Quentin. This is a cut from him singing live yeah. at, at the queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's been to San Quentin, but he would go there. And... That's interesting. Yes, Todd, the queue, I said it. San Quentin. <laughs> well, when I lived in San Diego, it was Qualcomm Stadium, and they called it the queue. I'm just thinking, wow, that, that um, well, it means something different depending on the context. Right. <laughs> so what's happened is, don't forget, during this whole COVID outbreak, there's been issues within the prison system that because there's such close quarters that – that they've had COVID outbreaks, and, and the, the problem uh, occurred that within the state system, a lot of the, you know, and rightfully, I don't blame them, uh, a lot of the prison guards are showing up, so they, they're sick, quote, sick, and they didn't want to show up to be infected by these COVID patients. And there's a wonderful man uh, by the last name of Polko, Paul, Paul Polanco. Uh, Mr. Polanco was, uh, had been a guard for quite some time, was 55 years old, and went ahead and, and said, look, I'll, I'll go in and carry a lot of the burden and do uh, an awful lot of work because there's people not showing up. His wife said, please don't, please don't. Well, he died uh, of COVID. And they are bringing a lawsuit against the state prison system for a wrongful death due to the COVID, uh, uh, him dying of COVID while in prison. Now, here's the issue. The big issue is, is, what, why or how can they do that? And this is not just California, but it's other states. Every state has a different rule, but generally speaking, there's going to be there's going to be a rule that you you have a you have an, an opportunity to bring your case under a workers' comp uh, workers' compensation claim. And so they do have a remedy outside a third party lawsuit. And a lot of states don't basically allow you to bring a third-party lawsuit against your employer. You have workers' comp, and that is the remedy. 
Now, how is this occurring and why is this occurring? And um, yeah, that's, uh, by the way, that's a lawyer calling me. Um, uh, but why is this occurring? And the reason is there are, and it doesn't say it in what we're reading because I haven't read the whole complaint, but there are exceptions to the workers' comp rule. Here are a few of the exceptions. One is you can bring a claim or a case outside the workers' comp system against your employer if uh, basically uh, they do not have workers' comp insurance to cover them. You can do that. Um, There was uh, fraudulent concealment. Or one of the big one is intentional acts like assault, right? If there's an assault or, um, or they intentionally try to cause you harm. Um, and so th- they have to fit within those molds to prove that the employer – and there's a number of other little ones, but there's a whole list of exceptions to the workers' comp uh, remedy, and I'm assuming they are arguing that outside they in, they had an intentional act of making him go work um, and um, and cause to cause him harm. But he volunteer. You said that he volunteered to go to work. He did. So how how can they get him under being compelled to go to work if he said, "Well, I'll just go because I'm a nice guy." Yeah, I'm not saying uh, what's right or wrong. That's what I'm saying is the only reason why I think they can sue outside the workers' comp system. Unless they're suing within the workers' comp system, maybe maybe they're – again, I haven't read the complaint on this one. I just – I've heard about this, and mm-hmm. I've read some articles about it. But I, I'm telling you, that's, that's the only issue – that they can bring forth or argue. Talk. Understood. Yeah, and you know, another one of them was uh, serious and willful misconduct is an issue. And to your point, Cal, uh, let's let's say that uh, he volunteered to go to work, right? And let's say for the sake of arguments that he didn't die, and this is not one of those exceptions to the workers' comp law rules, and, and there was workers' comp that – that was available for him. Work comp couldn't come in and say, well, we're not going to cover this because you volunteered to go to work. Even though you got hurt on the job, you volunteered. Whether somebody volunteers to go to work, once you are there working, you're entitled to certain protections and insurance and you're covered. Got so, it. Like so, you're driving. Well, you volunteered yeah. to drive. You had to drive. You're driving. I got the, it. The right. only okay. time the yeah. actions of the employee would really come in is if for some reason they were able to show that the employee had done something so far out of the normal protocol, right. you know, that, that the employee did something and was actually more responsible for his own thing, his own injuries in a way that was beyond what the employer could have anticipated or prepared for or done something. I, I don't think that's an issue here, but that would be an example where the employee's actions may um, undercut a work comp claim. Yeah, workers' yeah. comp, when you go in there, it, there's no, no issue of liability. It doesn't matter who caused it or what got it. So long as if you were on the job at the time, there's no issue of you got to prove that the that – you know, someone was negligent. It's just you're on the job. Well, Doesn't thanks matter. for making that hurt. easy to understand. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Denise, you have a- Well, California has a special rule for COVID liability. And what it is is they have extended the statute of limitations, and they have also made it so that um, there's premise liability for COVID. If you have premises, people come on your premises, somebody's on your premises that has COVID, you have some liability there. And it's based on negligence, but it's different in California. It's not a standard negligence um, statute. It is basically um, if the person, if the, in an employment setting, if the employer um, is not – how do I say that? If the employer is negligent, then it shifts the burden of proof to on the employer to try to defend themselves 
on, um, from it being negligence. In other words, it's not just the plaintiff now that has to show um, that the employer was negligent. The fact that they caught COVID when it was in that employment setting shifts the burden on the employer not to, to show they were not negligent. It's not strict liability, but it's close. And it's different than just general negligence statutes. And that is in California only. I don't know if that's other states. Right. And in this particular case, what the Polanco is saying is that the, his correctional facility in San Quentin that he was working for, um, they had taken in other prisoners from Chino, 122, and they were COVID, at least in part COVID right. positive. And so they transferred COVID people from Chino Correctional Institute to, into San Quentin. And not only did other um, employees die, but also the inmates had, had passed too. So there's several lawsuits going on. You know what? Here's something interesting that Cal brought up during the break. It was, he did say, he said, and, you know, Cal wasn't saying one way there. He was just saying, interesting that they were transferring out the death row patients, the death row uh, inmates, uh, so they wouldn't get COVID. And it's like, well, I don't think they're even uh, even on death row. I don't think they're – has California even put anyone to death anymore? There's now? not a death row now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a uh, – the governor in California right. who's facing a recall election, uh, and we'll see if this changes depending on how that turns out, but has uh, blocked uh, the imposition of the death penalty. Yeah, there's like a yeah, moratorium, moratorium, right? Yeah. Whereas Californians have voted twice via initiative to not do that. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see if that echoes down too. And, and Palanco, what, another thing he's alleging, and this is going to be the interesting part of the case, is how much, as an employer, do you have to protect your employees from known conditions that they have? And in this particular case, he was obese. He suffered from several health um, uh, oh, concerns, did. really wow. serious health concerns, and yet they still, the correctional de, um, department still allowed him to go to work and be in this type of an environment. Yeah, they should have said, uh, his argument is, oh, you, you should have known I was in bad health. And Yeah, his, and, his and family's argument is that. You should have known he was in bad health. I think it's going to be interesting. But you got to be careful of making employee, employers liable for stuff like that when, I mean, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not arguing one side or the other, but just on the other side, they're going to argue, that's why we have the workers' comp system, which, by the way, in a lot of ways are broken in a lot of states too. That's it's a real difficult system. So really quick, I know before we jump into the ABC, uh, raw, you know, is issues with some sexual uh, accusations, uh, sexual scandal accusations. It, it's crazy that all these all all these uh, TV uh, places are organizations. We see Fox got hit, NBC News, CBS. I mean, I, I think just about Matt everybody. Lauer, uh, right. Yeah, everybody has. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about a South Dakota prosecutor when we come back from the break, and then we're going to do uh, an interesting thing called at the very end called uh, quick takes, and we'll be back right after that. Like Fred said, there's some other stuff coming up that you will not want to miss right here on Radio Law Talk. All you have to do is stay right there, because after we break away, we'll be right back. Radio Law Talk. It's coming right up after we break away. 
All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, 800-238-9182-800-238-9182-800-238-9182. Again, that's 800-238-9182. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y-Lawyers.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 738 800 738 
This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Boys are weird. You're a whiner. All right, now back to Ray. Radio Law Talk. All right. I just swallowed some dust from the smoke. Now back to Radio Law Talk. Here's Fred Penny, of course, Todd Coonan, and Denise Dirks. Here we are. So, look, there's a prosecutor in South Dakota, and this is what's very interesting. People realize, you know, you, you got to be very careful when you're driving your vehicle because if you did something that you did not intentionally try to do, and this prosecutor out of South Dakota, um, you know, uh, Basically ran over and hit a, a killed a man that was walking along on a rural highway, which by the way is dangerous too. And and, and he and he pled, but it, it carries a sentence of thirty days in jail and up to five hundred dollar fine. And obviously there's there's a civil case they can bring a wrongful death lawsuit. But sometimes you can be prosecuted for um, stuff such as a misdemeanor. And Cal, you brought up something interesting about it. What did you think that was interesting about this? You mean about the the, the AG, South Dakota yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, South Dakota. What was interesting that you? I think maybe you didn't. Maybe as I was wrong, but you were saying this was very interesting. But but uh, if it if it just comes out down to be, you know, look, uh, you know, not only you get sued civilly, you got to be careful for for uh, maybe getting a, a misdemeanor against you. Is that right, Todd? You're the pros- former prosecutor. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, no, that's true. I just want to make sure that's all there is to it. But it's just interesting. People don't realize that. Oh well, I you know it wasn't it was an accident. Yes, but sometimes uh, if someone dies, you can be prosecuted for. Um, you know what, what's the lowest lowest? You can be prosecuted for infraction. Infraction. The, the thing yeah. I find interesting with this case was that the uh, prosecutor he, he takes a plea deal, and he pleads to three traffic infractions. All of uh, the three of which um, carried 30 days maximum in jail if that's what he got. But they were all misdemeanor charges that carried up to a 30 day sentence and a five hundred dollar fine. He killed somebody. Yeah. And and look, not intentionally, though. That's that's true. It's not that he didn't try. I mean, if it's intentional, it's murder. If it's unintentional, but you're reckless in the way you do it, it can be a misdemeanor. It can be manslaughter. And those are misdemeanors. But he didn't. Apparently, plead to any of those. But it's interesting, though. Think about it. No, walking he got a plea deal. On, walking on the road. He did get a plea deal, but he didn't have to plead to uh, anything in relating to the death. That the charges he pled to were traffic infractions. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, they were misdemeanor charges, yes. not just infractions. They're, they're misdemeanor charges, but none of the charges had as an element of the crime, if he went to trial, killing somebody. Well, they, here's were, the all, they were all traffic-related charges. Yeah, yeah. Me, I don't think they could have got him for killing him because he was walking along a rural highway. And so... I don't know. It, the facts kind of lead me to believe that that it was not... Um, he wasn't even gross negligence. Yeah, what I'm trying to get to know. is I've been trying to butt in here. What I'm telling you, as a guy who's, who's handled these type of cases... We don't know what, as Todd said, we don't know what's going to happen, so we can't opine on this because the guy could have been walking, you know, it could have been a dark area, and he could have been coming around a corner. And, and I know in the country roads we're driving, you come over a hill on the corner, and there's people standing right there walking in the middle of the road, walking on the edge of the road, but there's no room, you know, and you get hit. Maybe that's what happened is really he didn't he, he didn't act negligent or even, not I mean, not only negligent, but not, 
uh, I guess, gross gross negligence of anyone. Yeah, I, I have a question for you. If he, he pleads to this misdemeanor, um, does it make it easier in a personal injury suit or a wrongful death suit to win? Yes, because you can bring that up, and most of the time it depends on a court. So, yes, uh, possibly, and that's that's exactly right. We A lot of times in our personal injury cases, we wait for the criminal case to end, and we have to sit there and, yeah, what's that, Cal? Oh, was he drinking? Was not, there alcohol not, involved? Not, the, no. not that we know of. Not no. that we know of. So it could have just been coming over a top of a hill and, and turning a corner at a, in a 25-mile-an-hour, and, and, and the guy was there. I mean, there's awful, bikers that bike. Awful accident. There's bikers. I see them, and my wife used to do this, that bikes on rural roads – I tell you, that's so dangerous. And it's not because of the people that, that can see you in advance. It's when you come over a hill. And I, I'm thinking of two hills that I know I travel on this country road that are so dangerous. Even if you're tr- being cautious and you come over the hill, like one comes over the hill and turns directly to the right, you can't see anyone until you're over the hill and to the right and already there. Wow. If there's a bicyclist there, and I've come there, and there's been bicyclists close, and you're just like, Try you try to go around them. What if there's another car coming the other way? Very dangerous. Person faces a criminal. It's a question for you, uh, Fred. Person say in a criminal case and they're worried about the uh, a plea deal and how that's going to affect a civil case because they either are being sued or they know they're going to be sued. So they opt to plead no contest to the criminal case instead of pleading guilty. Does that offer any benefit to them in a uh, subsequent? The answer is I've never gone against one that they've they've done and uh, pled no contest. At least that I on my docket that I've dealt with, so I don't know, but it, it can. It depends what the court's going to allow in, too, right? Is it prejudicial? There's what's called a 351. Sure. In other words, is it is it so prejudicial to the case that it doesn't need to come in and it's not relevant to the case as to who's at fault? We still, as the plaintiff's bar, has to prove fault on behalf of the driver. We have the burden of proof to prove fault, you know, by a preponderance of the evidence, which is just like tipping the scales, to prove whether or not the, the driver was at fault. And, and, uh, um, and that may... Uh, cause a problem with the case, but uh, but a lot of times you can bring it in as an example. And don't forget, there's a lot of things that, and we wait for these criminal cases. And, and in a way, we like it, and we don't like it because it drags the case out. Sometimes you're waiting two years until you can get your case going, your civil case going. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's that. We're going to talk about ABC News uh, more. And this is not a, a long discussion, but it's it's very interesting that. Um, uh, you know, you've got these all these allegations coming forth of sexual harassment on these news stations, and uh, there's already been a number of them brought forth. Obviously, the Bill O'Reilly on Fox and and Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose. Uh, you even also have uh, executives such as Mr. Uh, you know Isles, uh, Jeff Fager, Ailes, Ailes, Jeff Fager. Um, uh, that, that are that are that are uh, you know allegedly had uh, inappropriate sexual um, uh, I guess relationships or harassment of women while working at these uh, these companies and now ABC the, the one that you thought was like okay didn't they uh, they 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 missed the arrow the arrows are missing them they just uh, have lawsuits by is it Kim Godwin which is the uh, is uh, is the new? Isn't she the she, new president? She's the new president of ABC. Yeah, yeah, and she brought she brought one. Isn't she bringing one? No, she's actually took over, and mm-hmm. now this is happening. Um, the lawsuit was brought during her time as Got as it. president, and she really has been trying to change the culture, and that was one of her primary focuses that she was doing, and. Um, 
unfortunately, she's going to have to deal with this lawsuit. And the lawsuit makes several allegations, not just inappropriate sexual assaults, but also um, uh, allegations as to other members of the team who this was reported to and their failure to investigate. And so this this is going to be an interesting case to look at. I suspect right. it's going to get settled fairly quickly. Yeah, all they call us is a person that brought it is a Good Morning America producer. That's all they say. That's all they're saying. So there's a lot going on here uh, with all these sexual harassment. They talk about the, um, you know, there's there's also the Walt Disney Company. Uh, They 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 own ABC. Yeah, they own ABC. But didn't they? uh, There's a harassment controversy. uh, let's see. I, I guess. Oh, they're, oh, they're saying they've escaped it. Is what they're saying until this. this yes, this, this is case. the first suit against yeah. ABC. I thought I'd say, uh, isn't it? Kristen Crawford is the yes. one that filed that, the that, lawsuit. That is the one who filed. She's a producer and she filed the lawsuit. Who is she? Who's? I don't know. Who she, she's, I don't she's, she's just a. She was a producer, a staffer. She worked, and and the lawsuit is filed against. Pretty much the uh, senior executive producer of Good Morning America. He was the one that really helped keep it on top. It was the top morning show uh, for a long time. The allegations are quite old. I mean, from 2014. Yeah, she just bought it in February, right? Um, But he's also the guy that controls her career. Well, no, no Critical longer. Point. And he's no longer with them. I'm saying if he were the, the EP and she was the producer uh, producer under him, he would have, dire- no pun intended, he would have direct control over her career. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Like so, a very classic control relationship. Yeah, she fin- she made a formal yeah. complaint in February. So anyway, that's that's, that's as, as exciting as that sounds. That's about it. We got the quick takes. Go ahead, Cal. Who do you want to go first? Yes, we do. So um, let me think. I think, uh, Denise, uh, how would you like to do your quick take first? Are you ready to do that? Yeah, I'm ready. Now it's time for quick takes. Here's Denise Dirks with hers. The Me Too movement brought a lot more cult type of activity. You've got Nexum and you've got R. Kelly cults. Interesting. Uh, I agree with Todd when a prosecutor uh, in a double murder recuses himself. I'm giving him benefit of doubt. Recruit, recuse yourself if you feel there's any possibility of issues. Mr. Kunin, what's yours? I'm just waiting to see if the defense in the R. Kelly case uses the lyrics to I Believe I Can Fly to show that he suffers from mental delusion or incapacity. Thanks a million. We appreciate you being with us. This is Frederick Penny, your host of Radio Law Talk. See you next week. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055.
inside. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 